0: Welcome to BakaCast for the uh, week of January 4th, 2018. It's the final reviews we're doing for the fall season, and uh, also our anime awards show. Yeah, of of a sort. Very casual awards show. We don't... We didn't get, like, Adam Sandler to host or anything, so... I'm not sure what I was doing with this intro, so I'm just going to pretend it never happened. I'm your host, Dustin, and with me today is Ben. Yo. And Larry. Huh? And also, Aaron is here, too, to mostly talk about uh, the awards and presumably Kino's journey. No, no. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the sheep. Yeah. we got to talk about the sheep. <laughs> Uh, So you can find show notes for this episode at www.projecthari.net and uh, at uh, audioenterby.com. And uh, without further ado, let's move on to our awards for the 2017 season of anime. Uh, Before we get to our personal top five lists, we do have some categories here, some very special categories, Uh, starting with best male character of the season. Uh which was a bit of a tricky category. Um there were a few standouts. Uh all of them pretty much I feel on equal footing, so it was tough to choose one of them, but I went for the funniest and most relatable one, uh which was Fenrir from Maid Dragon. Yeah. You mean you mean Fafnir.
1: Fafnir. Fafnir.
0: Yeah. Right. That that other fantasy creature. Yeah, I
1: I took him and I took the uh, lead from uh,
0: Altair. Oh, uh, Momet.
1: Yep. I told you, I did both ends of the spectrum.
0: Mr. Uh, How about you,
2: Ben? Uh, I'm going to say Klaus from Blood Blockade Battlefront
0: and Beyond. Yeah, I was tempted to choose a blood blockade character, um, but I I tried to choose a new one if I could. Well, I didn't pick but up Klaus is a very I, solid choice. I didn't pick him
2: in the first season. I'm making up for that now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sort of more of a catch-up award. It's like, look, <laughs> I didn't have room for you last year, but today. Well,
2: that was two, that was you. 2 years ago, but I and mean, actually our uh, category actually 2 years ago our categories weren't
0: really Systematized that much, so. Oh right, yeah. God, but, I can't. I can't remember. It's been so long. Look, it, it worked uh,
1: good. some of those are good to remember. Yesterday,
0: <laughs> Aaron, who did you choose? Tanya.
1: That could work the other way too.
0: Yeah, actually, I guess so. Yes, that kind of works. Yeah, I'm still not entirely <clears throat> sure how Tanya's gender identity exactly works because honestly it kind of doesn't feel like Tanya even cares about their gender very much it's sort of a low priority for them their priority is murder
1: well the the biggest priority (laughs) is the lack of vertical
0: height uh yeah that's completely unsurprising um the next category is the uh, best female character. Uh I had to choose Diana from Little Witch Academy for this one. Well, color me color me not surprised. Yeah, I just like if it, if it if it had been the Diana from previous Little Witches, it she like would be good, but she wouldn't rank among the best, but she got a extremely good character arc in Little Witch uh, Ac- uh, Ac- Ac- Academia Academy, however the hell you want to say it, um, that really fleshed out her character and made her one of the best this year. So I had to go oh. with her.
1: Yeah, Akko's preschool.
0: <laughs> uh, uh.
1: So, uh, well, I uh, chose Kana from uh, Maid Dragon.
0: Yeah, Kana was on my short list.
1: Yeah, uh, along with... Uh, my short list was... Uh, Ako Benton, and Bort.
0: Yeah, like... This year has been extremely good for... Female characters. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ben? I picked Meteora from Recreators. That is the magical
2: girl, right? Uh, she is the... She is the mate... The... Sub- no... She's actually the, oh. she's the support mage character.
0: Oh right, okay. And yeah. she I, is I, like
2: I... she is like the heart and brains of the whole team.
0: And she right. is a, yeah. and Not she right. is amazing. Aaron,
3: Tanya. <laughs> oh. No, you can't. Oh yeah. Hey, I, I can't.
0: He just did No you got You have to at least Okay you have to choose A different character Come on But but it works for both Okay so you can choose To either put Tanya In male or female category And then to choose a new one For whichever category They're not in Okay I'm gonna make you work At least a little harder Um That is the price I must I must charge you can you come back to me?
3: Sure, surely there's another character.
0: Um, I'm honestly shocked you didn't immediately say Kana. No, she is amusing, but. Um. All right. If you really need more time, we'll come back to it. Yeah. But I I will be coming back to it. Oh Mark oh Mark oh Markers. okay. I'll do Mordred then. Okay, yes, that is acceptable. <laughs> That'll work. That could also work for either category, I think, because <laughs> Mordred's gender identity also seems to be somewhat fluid. Probably not by not pro- probably not intentionally, but the subtext is there. Uh anyway, moving on to best style, uh which I actually chose Land of the Lustrous for. Uh, for, like, really taking CG and making it work fantastically for, like, the first time ever.
1: Well, that makes two of
0: us. Oh, nice. Larry and I got the same winner. Okay, I'm gonna go off the beaten path
2: here, and I'm gonna pick, uh, Mahojin Guru Guru. For, it's, uh, like, for... For committing excellently to its lo-fi to its lo-fi aesthetic, because uh, that is
0: a show I actually did not even hear of until just now.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, I, I talked about it
0: a few times on this podcast, and you forgot. Because oh yeah, that makes sense
2: that I would forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it came out. It came out in the summer, and it it it's like it's a it's a parody of old school JRPGs and it like wholeheartedly commits to like the style of old school JRPGs.
3: What is it called?
0: Uh, Mahojin Guru Guru or Magic Circle Guru Guru. It's yeah this this really this man this really is recreating old ass character designs in like Right. Modern HD.
2: Yeah, and, this, this, and the thing about it, it's done by Production IG, and like, like really? Yes, the aesthetic. Okay. Like, like they're like they're like the art style. It looks cheap, but it's not. They actually did. They like they committed to this art style as a deliberate artistic choice. You know, and the animation you know when they you know when they wanted to they make the animation flow very well other but frequently they go into like the like they have they have shots where like the characters are are uh sort of pixelated thus you know anyway committing to that low committing to that lo-fi you know like they're out of like a you know an old 8-bit
0: an old oh, yeah. 8-bit
2: video game
0: and this is very strange yeah, it's <laughs> just from the screenshots I'm seeing.
2: Yeah, and like, and they do they do scene transitions. They like when they're transitioning from place to place. They like uh, they they go and they like they have the characters run as sprites on a map. It's anyway, it's really a fun show. I recommend huh.
3: it. Interesting, Aaron. Um. I'm gonna be part of the group and Land of the
0: Lustrous, hands down. Nice. All right. Yeah, I. Oh, what really helps Land of the Lustrous is also just the hair, like so shiny. You know, they pull some wizardry there to make the hair look like actual gemstones. It's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and nobody um, has a bad hair day.
0: What was and the animations uh... look so good? It's not choppy and stilted like. Sidonia.
3: What yeah. is the uh, the studio behind it? Uh, it's, that's a good question. Oh, um, it's
0: studio studio orange. You're right. Hmm. Have they done what what else have they done? Let me see here. If I can find it. Oh gosh. It's the Anime production orange. They have also done Excel World, uh, Black Lagoon visual effects for that. A um, uh, lots uh, looks like mostly CG production. Yeah, they're... Uh, which I guess makes sense <laughs> for a lot of different stuff. Oh they, yeah. did, they
1: did the CG for Under the Dog too.
0: Yeah, yeah, CG for Ghost in the Shell Arise for. Hmm. Uh, some modeling work for uh, evangelion 2.0 um awesome, so man. not a whole lot of like full animation production work mostly sort of cg implementation and things like that yeah uh, so you know the fact that they were able to take that and turn it into a full anime that looks extremely good uh is impressive yeah I'd uh yeah I was going to give it I'm giving that an honorable mention
2: on my list but I had to give I had to give a shout out to Guru Guru cuz nobody else
0: did. Yeah. I I don't think any of us any, any any uh of us actually watched it watched it. I think you were the only one who yeah. did. <laughs>
1: which is which is okay.
0: Okay. All right. Uh moving on to biggest surprise. Um
1: Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah,
0: I I was tempted to choose Kimono Friends, but I ended up going with Miss Kobayashi's Mad, Maid Dragon, uh, simply because that is a show where you know from the premise alone had every indication that it was just going to be like typical like fan service garbage and then it was actually extremely funny and touching
4: hmm
1: well I went I went with two biggest surprises first was MMO Junkie and then uh, Girls Last Tour is an honorable mention
0: yeah MMO Junkie was one I considered as well just for the fact that it was a rom-com I actually liked Uh, but miss kobayashi ending up being like super good just one one <coughs> i think for me well um, i wasn't surprised by it at all because i had read the manga ah yes the t- manga readers the oracles of our time yeah.
1: <laughs> no the guys who, so the guys they, who get to be advanced copy of the script and go oh this is gonna be good wait till the movie comes out so I mean, what to be
3: did fair, you see, man? That's then. not always uh, true because sometimes they really screw things up in the adaptation.
0: Well, yeah. What's up? <laughs> yo What's up? uh... Oh god, the submarine anime, Arpeggio uh, uh, steal mm, Yeah. I'm uh, still annoyed about that. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Girls' Last Tour.
3: Yeah, that that's fair. Um, Aaron. Um which one are we on biggest surprise
0: surprise. oh princess principal yeah yeah that's also a good one yeah i ended up kind of cooling on it near the end but like the fact that that had some honestly fantastic episodes was uh not at all what any of us expected i think
3: yeah like the initial premise was just like oh it's cute girls doing spy things in school
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure all of us expected something along the quality lines of Galileo Donna or whatever.
1: I was kind of hoping for something along Steam Detectives and it was close.
3: Yeah. yeah. Other than, like, the final two episodes, it was really good.
1: Oh, well, that beach episode was something else, wasn't it?
0: God. <laughs> uh, anyway, going on to most disappointing like i i initially thought this was going to be a tough category but then i remembered that rage of bahamut virgin soul exists and hey well you that quit, just blew everything else out of the water will you
1: quit reading off my paper
0: like th- there were there were some anime that like started out good and then kind of like um you know, got kinda mediocre and some anime that I thought might be kinda neat but ended up being not really my taste. But few anime started with such high highs and ended with such low lows it was as Rage of Bahamut Virgin Soul.
2: And the thing about it is the thing about it is is that it was really good for like the first two thirds of the for the first two thirds of its run. And then in the last yeah. third
0: it just nosed hard. Yeah, it just—it was it. Uh, there, there's an Akewood line that is basically like you, you, you failed with such effort and conviction as most people put into winning, and like, <laughs> I, I completely screwed up the Akewood line. Uh, it, it sounds a lot better than that in the actual comic, but th- that's what Rage of Bahamas ending mm-hmm. reminds me of. It's like it. It put effort into being bad, it felt like, right at the end.
2: Right, because like, yeah, because like the, you know, the animation, the direction, and the production values were still top-notch all the way through, but just the writing, the writing
0: fell apart. Yeah, I, oh god, it was a mess, there really is no contest for me. Uh, and it sounds like Ben and Larry agree with me Yeah Uh, yeah Aaron, how about you?
3: Uh. No, I got Hellgirl Because I really yeah. liked the previous seasons And there was like two episodes that were good And the rest were kind of not good And then they just yeah. pulled episodes that they already did Which is weird and stupid
0: yeah, Hell Girl was another one of those that uh, I was considering before before I remembered Rage of Bahamut. Um But yeah, it's uh, that was sad. Uh, up next is as, as a Best...
3: side note, I just realized that my notes, as far as what I've watched and and what I like or whatnot, goes back to two thousand eight. Dang. <laughs> like i just have a list of what it is when it premieres and then who's subbing it which is basically useless at this point
0: yeah i know because everything is crunchyroll now or like uh amazon prime whatever their thing is but yeah <laughs> there there aren't really a uh, whole lot of use for different subgroups nowadays um Man, remember when Gigi did stuff? When mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to rely on them to like sub uh, uh, mecha shows and cross? like the first season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where where they decided to do go silly with it and make give everyone ludicrous British phrases. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um... I I, yeah I
2: remember the I also I remember the I finally remember the subs for uh, the girls in Panzer where they uh, they subbed in German phrases
0: for various oh God yeah
1: (laughs) yes that yeah that was uh
0: anyway so let's move on to best opening and ending.
1: Um, here I drew a blank, so uh, you can read off my paper all you want.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So the one I'm not actually sure about ending. Um, I have to think a little, little bit harder about the endings. But the uh, my favorite opening uh, is the opening to Igaro Vanishing Line. Um, I first of all, it's a Jam Project song, uh, and you know sometimes Jam Project can be hit or miss. But I really love their song for Garo, uh, especially because it includes a dude yelling the word hellacious, (laughs) um, which is great and perfect for Garo Vanishing Line. Uh, But also because the actual animation of the opening is really neat. Um, It it looks like animated graphites, like graphite sketches, like someone just uh, drew like shaded each cell with a pencil um basically using kind of like basically a a drawing with negative space essentially Mm. um just with shading and it looks really really good um so yeah there there are other songs i feel are slightly better as as much as i like uh garo's um song like i think Rage of Bahamut Virgin Soul has a really good song for its opening. Um, Kimono Friends' song is also extremely catchy. Uh, But it's the combination of both the song and the just extremely stylish opening sequence that puts Garo Vanishing Lines over the edge for me.
2: Uh, Well, I'm going to give Best Opening to Recreators. Because it's by Hiroyuki Samano. And he is, like, the man when it comes to, because, yeah, because, like, that, oh, op- like, like, the first few bars of that opening just keep, they, they
0: just got stuck in my head all year. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just watching the YouTube video again, and, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh. Yeah, but yeah. yeah the only the only problem with the recreators opening is that the actual like animation of the opening sequence is very kind of generic. Well, what, <laughs> it's like here's the cast of characters, it's still shots. Well, no, <laughs> what's
2: interesting actually what's interesting about the uh about the visuals of the opening is that later on in the opening it shows it shows the uh
0: like the characters alongside their like posters like Oh so the opening edits edits itself as the no goes oh no at in the back half the
2: back ha- okay. the back half of the opening it you know it shows the characters interacting with you know seeing like like you know like they're you know they're in they're in japan and like in the background are like the posters showing their- showing like you know their anime characters
0: god i've completely forgot how much like the sort of red-haired female character in recreators looks like asana but like mecca asana yeah. mecca show asana it's nuts <laughs> uh, she was a great character yeah she is it's just uh, it's always funny to because it's like man that is a sword art online ass character design <laughs> uh man
1: are we having fun yet?
0: uh yeah what about you aaron best opening
3: Um, yeah, uh, Tanya.
0: (laughs) That was a, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, that was an awesome song. It is a pretty solid opening, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's fair. (laughs) It's just that I'm sensing a theme here. (laughs) (laughs) Are you now? Tiny bit of one. Yeah, Uh, so, Larry, do you have an opening or ending?
1: I kind of like the opening to Maid Dragon, but uh, I couldn't find an and
0: yeah,
1: an ending that I liked.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, the opening to Maid Dragon is is pretty good. Uh,
2: oh, for endings, I'm gonna go with Scum's Wish.
0: It's weird because, like, very few endings really stuck out to me this se- this year. Like it was almost all openings where I was like, "Yeah, this is really great." Um, Oh, like most the like most the endings I think were fine. Oh, oh wait, hold on. No, I take that back, Uh, because oh gosh, I need to. I really hope this airs when I this aired when I think it did. Um, because there was a Dragon Ball Super ending that was. Very, very good. Well, I also gotta give a
2: shout-out to the ending to Attack on Titan Season 2.
0: Oh, yeah. Let me see here. When did this episode air? Ah, shit, that was 2016. <laughs> Wait, no, it's, it's November 2016, though, so I think that technically qualifies for winter season. Uh, uh, not yeah. really. Ah, uh, dang it. Well, did uh, did any of
2: the episodes with that ending air during the during the winter?
0: If they did, and it's legit. Maybe. I'm I'm seeing. If uh, yeah.
1: I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Oh that was the I, other I'm show.
0: trying to remember the order that these endings happened in. Anyway, I'm Yeah I'm <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm gonna, gonna for that, uh I'm waiting till the, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I put, I put Dragon Ball Super on hold until the dub catches up to where I left off.
0: (laughs) Oh man, I think the one I like a lot happened earlier in 2016. Dang it. So yeah, though, there goes that idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, the song is, oh wait, no, it totally, it was happening June 10th, 2017. I found there is an episode in June 10, 2017. So the song is "Boogie Back." It's fantastic. I'll, let me see if I can find a YouTube video of it for you guys because I love it a lot. Um, I might even use it as the. Uh, I might even I might even put it in as the uh, uh, ending for this episode. Just stick it in the podcast. There we go. Anyway, so that's that's what I choose. Uh, Boogie Back by uh Alright. Uh, next moving on to best moment. Um another hey, one that was wait, I tricky. I never for got me. my ending. Oh. Oh right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go. Go. Give your ending.
3: Tanya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I-
2: I actually, I actually, I'm gonna say that was a solid choice. I hate everything because uh, because it's basically because it's basically Tanya's voice actress ranting and raving.
3: Yes, yes, it is. It's real good.
1: Yes, Ms. Yuki was having at it again.
3: There is nothing else like Aoyuki singing about murdering your corpses and making them dance. Sword of God.
0: <laughs> Alright, anyway, uh, next up is Best Moment. Um, this one actually ended up being one of the hardest for me. Uh, and I almost kind of want to just say two. Uh, but the one I was considering to win, uh, one of the two I was considering to win was the uh, Todoroki versus Deku fight in. Uh, And My Hero Academy Season 2. Not just for the extremely well-animated ending um, that was kind of mind-blowing, but also just for the character development that happened in there. But I ended up giving my favorite moment award to a scene in Owari Monogatari Season 2, the very last episode, uh, where Kishat... Uh, basically it's not like a straight up declaration of love to Araragi, but it basically is like talking about how uh, like basically during the scene where uh, she is about to uh, turn back into Shinobu um, and talks about what Araragi means to her is not only is that is that shot in a way that is kind of like fantastical and capital R romantic Um, but it's just a wonderful bit of dialogue from Kiss Shot one of the most poetic lines she's ever had is that the one Uh, that's uh,
3: that's if you die tomorrow I'll die with you or I'll, I'll tell your stories till the end of time or something like that
0: yeah basically um, and it really got me, so I've got to give it to that.
1: <laughs> so we're on best moment, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Uh,
1: the final episode of Girls' Last Tour.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have heard things about that episode, so that yeah, does I, not surprise me. I I would appreciate no spoilers.
1: I'm not going to say a word. Yeah, I...
0: Uh, yeah, I had it spoiled for for me by Fabulous Blue's Twitter, but like that, it's wild.
2: Uh, okay, I'm gonna really go with up. the I'm gonna go with the the final episode of Made in Abyss. Yeah, uh, you
1: notice, notice that kind of slipped off of our radars,
2: especially especially the balloon. The You know, and just that whole episode was brilliant. Uh, gonna give an uh, gonna give an honorable mention to uh, the scene in Little Witch Academia where Diana lays her card on the table.
0: Okay, yeah, that's also pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also like not not the. Not the choice I would expect from, uh, from Little Witch uh, Academy, simply because there's a lot of like, very trigger-esque outlandish sequences in there that sort of capture the attention more. Um, but I like the more subtle pick.
2: Yeah, well, well let's think, of, yeah, the, the bit, I mean, where you know, you know, essentially you know, it's, it's a, dec- a declaration that, you know, you know, that Diana is Diana is going to be a true friend to ako and
0: it's going to be a true lesbian to ako <laughs>
3: I, I have seen many a Dogens. Uh See, yes. I don't,
0: I don't read the, I don't read the Dogens because they're children. Uh, I just like the fan art. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I yes, I will, to- I will totally ship that it's it's uh it's a very pure and good ship um what about you aaron uh mine
3: is uh even though like <laughs> um is episode seven from Magus bride uh the scene where um uh she gets hurt and then elias transforms into basically his true form
0: oh yeah. That was, pretty, that was pretty wild. Uh, I think uh, if I was going to choose uh, a moment from Magus's Bride, though, it would actually be from the most recent episode. Uh-huh. Um, where she turns into a phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, they finally got to that cow. part. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that teen's real cool.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you've watched the actual episode of it, but mm-hmm. they animate it extremely well, and they use the opening theme uh, to great effect. Yes, which, yeah. which, nice. which that will be the last time. Like,
1: last time, we hear that theme because there's new opening and ending for the next core. Yeah,
3: but yeah, the, right. the the moment that Elias transforms, and it's sort of a oh, now you've screwed up. <laughs> now you've screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that that is not something you should have done.
0: Yeah. All right, and uh, next, our uh, final um, special category before our personal top fives. Uh, Best Worst. Um, So this is not necessarily the the anime we hated the most, but the anime that's the worst that we liked the most, despite it being terrible. And I was tempted to pick Handshakers just for the first episode. Oh man! But then I remembered the ending of Seikai Kado. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> and how dumb that show ended up being, but how good dumb it was. <laughs> wow! Because that show ended with a like, like future godchild. <laughs> Dave's coming in. Yeah. Arriving in a fourth dimensional Cadillac. Uh, And it's hard it's hard not to beat that. It's hard sorry, it's hard to beat that, honestly. uh, My my
1: best Uh, my best worst, he says. Two car.
0: Oh yeah, that's the anime about the
1: the, sidecar the, racers
0: the twin sidecar racers Yeah, <laughs> such a weird well, idea for I, at, a cute girls doing cute things show it
1: was it could have been done fine but the characters were extremely over the top and it was in my opinion a moderate waste of really good talent uh, let's
0: see a waste of good talent, normally only seen in Queensblade, Queensblade sequels. <laughs> well, if oh you
3: my ever god, the VAs you, that they got for that,
0: if you if you pull
1: if you pull up the line for two car, you're gonna go, oh my god. <laughs> oh, of course, the best utilization of voice actors was uh, landed Lustrous.
0: Oh yeah yeah there is some good utilization of voice actresses oh well, you job. you should
1: see, that that is a who's who of voice actresses
2: too uh,
0: uh what about you ben uh
2: let's see i think i'm gonna go with i think i'm gonna go with occubus strip
0: oh yeah occubus strip oh okay yeah I can see that <clears throat> I can see that. I, I didn't bother with it, but apparently, by all accounts, it was actually better than the video game was. Because uh, Aaron showed me some of that video game, and it looked dire.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. I, <laughs> d- I don't think the anime followed the video game much, though.
0: Yeah, but, they just but sort it, of it, like, it eh, really... we'll do our own thing with this." Yeah,
3: yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, the 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 game was bad. The game the game was real bad
2: yeah it was I mean, yeah, the show was dumb, but I enjoyed it.
1: Well, and I guess if I was going to go with a second dumb show uh, would have been Gabriel Dro- Gabriel dropout.
0: Uh, I am trying to remember
1: that's where Gabriel that comes was. down as an angel and she becomes corrupted in video games. And everybody tries to rescue her.
0: Oh, right. I saw... Why does I saw, her character design look vaguely like Kirino?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: I saw the first episode of that, and it was amusing in spots, but I figured that the show wasn't going to get any better from there. So well, I, I decided uh, not to watch any more of it.
4: Uh,
1: the the Kanahanazawa character was, was the one you had to watch, because she was like... Oh, uh, I'm, I'm just so... Yeah, right. Put your
0: horns away, dear. Uh, anyway. Alright, so, next up is our personal top five. Uh, Wait, I got skipped again. Oh, oh right. You're right so rude. Let me guess, is it Tanya? No, it's Kato. Okay, okay. Because, All dear right. lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh kado oh kado oh dear all right personal top fives this time i'll start with aaron
3: uh all right mine's easy i only got three yojo sankey <laughs> princess principal and uh make a all right that's it out of this entire year
0: Though, though, to be fair, there there's probably shows you would put on there if you had watched the shows, but you would read the manga already, so...
3: That's true, that is true.
0: Like, I'm pretty sure you would put Land of the Lustrous in there if you had actually watched the anime. That's but. true. Anyway, uh, I'll move on to my, uh, my top five here. Uh, so at number five is Blood Blockade Battlefront and Beyond.
3: Oh, minor, uh, number... minor one to three. So Yojo Senki being the best. In, in case okay. you were curious,
0: that's I sort of figured. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just one uh, number. <laughs> number four is Eccentric Family season two. Uh, a a show I ha- I had actually forgotten had aired this year, but then as I was going through the list, I was like, oh yeah, I really like that show. <laughs> Uh number 3, Land of the Lustrous. number 2, Awari Monogatari season 2. And number 1, Little Witch Academy. Uh-huh. Uh Uh go for it, Larry. Oh, my turn? Yes.
1: Uh number 5, Princess Principal. Uh number 4, Alice to Zokaru. Number three, New Game. Number two, Kobayashi Maid Dragon. And number one, Little Witch
2: Academia. Nice. <laughs> ben. Uh, let's see. My number five, Princess Principal. Uh, my number four, uh, My Hero Academia, Season two. My number three, uh, Recreators. Uh, my number two, Little Witch Academia, and my number one, Show Again Roku Rakugo
0: Shinju. All right. Yeah, Rakugo did air this season. It was uh, it was in the winter. This this not this season. This year, yeah. It, yeah, right there in the winter there there are a lot of shows I really liked but just didn't have space for anywhere on my list like I didn't give any awards for to kimono friends even though I really liked that show
1: well that's interesting uh, because the, after listening to your review of it I was kind of like you guys like this
0: oh yeah I, I I really enjoyed it um okay and I just I just didn't find any spaces for it um, in my awards just didn't have a space for it, but... Yeah, uh... Yeah, Eccentric Family was like that for me. Yeah. Eccentric Family almost was that for me. There there was a point where I was like... There was a point when I was creating my top five where I was like, do I want to put Eccentric Family here, or do I want to put Kimono Friends in here? <laughs> and I ended up going with Eccentric Family.
1: Yeah, the problem with this is... is um, yeah. Coming up with a top five for a season for a year that was as good as this year was is is painful.
0: Yeah, I know. That's but the but that's what makes it, oh. it it's fun. One other thing is okay challenge for biggest for uh, biggest surprise. I gotta give I
2: gotta give a shout out to Suka Suka. Uh, Suka Suka. It's uh well it's <laughs> yeah it's it was uh it was in the. Uh, it aired in this, It aired in the spring. It's actually the the uh, the original title is like uh, long. It's a uh, let's see. Shumatsu nani shitamaska isogashi Desuka sukete morate i deska. Or let me guess. It's a light novel. Yes. And I right. thought I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be a dumb harem, but it actually turned out to be a it turned out it actually turned out to be a very good romantic tragedy
3: how would you have known that dustin
0: <laughs> i don't know just a hunch yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my, okay so apparently the translation is what do you do at the end of the world are you busy will you save us yeah i, yeah. Uh, I, I <laughs> like that too I mean,
3: to be fair, it's not like most novel white novel titles titles that also serve as a summary.
0: That's true. No, yeah, it's... it's not like what What will you do at the end of the world? Grow a harem and then punch a punch an alien in the face.
1: Uh, <laughs> that one, right,
2: then?
0: Yep, that's the one. Okay,
2: gotta yeah, get. I like
1: I, I like that too, but there, I just <laughs> there there wasn't enough room for it. Top yeah. ten we could top ten we could have made it in there, but top five was
0: a little short. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I chose top five because it would be hard. Yeah, I left, yeah. Yeah, I left it off of my best surprise because Girls
2: Last Tour was fresher in my memory. But I had to get I had to give some recognition to that one because that was way better than I ever expected it was gonna be. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh I think yeah, a little. I like how Little Witch uh, Ac- uh, Academy I think had the most representation among lists. Mm-hmm. That was on three of them, and, I think, my, which and, is uh, and and you know, y'all
1: were fawning over Diana, and I was more on Ako and Susie.
0: I mean, they're all three are very good. Uh, it's just I as as a person relate more to. Uh, Diana, the know-it-all who has trouble interacting uh, with people. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, so
1: I'm not gonna say nothing about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Susie um, was great though. God, <laughs> oh, yeah, she was real good.
1: So anyway, uh, <laughs> shall we go on and try uh, to review a? Uh, just to yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Let's let's finish this up real quick. But starting with Akino's journey, oh, episode hold
3: twelve. Hold on, hold on. Two things. yeah One good thing. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, there's going to be an ultra important announcement uh, concerning Yojo Senki on the episode that airs on the eighth, or that that's uh, the rerun episode on the eighth. I see. So yeah. I'm hoping for a second season. Or yeah. or a, or in, a taller in, version of it. <laughs> and in Why God Why News, uh Sentai Filmworks has licensed uh the Seven Heavenly Virtues. Uh, of, I mean, of course. The 5-minute the thing. Mm-hmm. That that's coming out this season. I, I'm
2: disappointed they're only going to be doing 5-minute episodes. Cause you would be. Come on. I mean, you know, I mean,
0: yeah, do we really need more than five do we honestly, do we really need even five minutes? I think one or two minutes should be enough for most people,
1: <laughs> and see, I'm looking forward to this when it comes out.
0: Oh, it took me a second to get that joke, but that was very good, <laughs> and, and I tried to roll and
1: I tried to roll right over it for you.
0: I got
2: the joke. And I did not care for it one bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: also Uh Anime News Network now has this banner up that says We need your help. Good journalism costs money mm-hmm. and advertising oh, doesn't quite yeah, what they're... it used to be. For just one dollar it's like, wait a minute, since what is A and N good journalism?
0: Yeah, I like they occasion they do have a couple of good writers on their staff but when i think of like anime journalism i don't really think ann and
1: and dusty you know (laughs) for the person for the person who has everything i was thinking very much of getting you one of these as soon as it decides
0: to load the picture what is the bottom one what is okay An alarm? Oh, oh God, no! Not not a black clover alarm clock. No, your favorite show. Oh no! To be fair, it would make for a pretty good alarm clock.
1: Yeah, I just (laughs) wonder how many of them would end up getting pitched out a window.
0: (laughs) It would uh, all of them. All of them would. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yes, just the wake-up call you need after screaming in
0: your ear. Oh Jesus. Anyway, so, uh, let's talk about Kino's Journey, episode 12.
3: So, this was really weird to end on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, okay, so, for for those of you who haven't watched it, like, I'll give a brief summary, because, like, it's not, it's not a very plot-heavy episode, what basically happens is that kino run kino likes during her drive comes across a field of sheep and then the sheep inexplicably start like cutting kino off and then attempting to attack attack kino uh and then kino has to fight back by first getting in a jeep and ramming into the sheep uh which the animation on kino running over sheep is like That's so good they they don't actually like kino doesn't actually like run into them you. like you expect a vehicle to interact with a sheep the sheep kind of like bounce up and over the jeep it's... as you might expect a random NPC in a Grand Theft Auto game, too. Yeah, yeah
3: it, it was very video gamey.
0: Yeah. And they, like,
3: they they couldn't be bothered to animate, like, the sheep being hid and then, like, the, the fur moving and then being thrown over. So they just, like, took the entire CG thing and just kind of, like, flipped it and threw it up to the side.
0: Yeah. And, like, what's hilarious is that you think like, oh, they're not showing what would realistically happen to a sheep being hit by a jeep because they want to like, because that would be too grotesque. And you initially think that's why, but then it reveals that no, that can't be why, because then Kino's ultimate solution, a final so- solution, you might say, to <laughs> oh, the sheep God. problem is burning them all alive. <laughs> In a wall of flame, complete with, like, terrifying, like, sheep-being-burned-alive screams. <laughs> and that's the point where I didn't understand what Kino's journey was doing anymore. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's like, thematically, uh, this is very
2: atypical. But I thoroughly enjoyed this episode,
0: just because it was, just because it was so out there, it was so extremely dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's what you made it to so say good. It was Very bad. Oh. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I was waiting
3: for someone to do that. <laughs> well, I, like, well, well, played, Larry. Larry. Well played. I am like, disappointed, to f- Larry.
0: Thank you. To be fair, uh, I do far prefer this kind of bad as opposed to like the the rest of kino's version of being bad which is just like really sloppily written whereas this is just utterly bizarre I'm <laughs> oh, sorry that uh, was mighty cheap of me oh god <laughs> mm. uh, I think I'll go get coffee oh, now oh god uh and then it ends in just this, like, really weird, like, rushed exposition where this guy at the neighboring town that Kino gets to says, like, oh, you met our sheep? Funny story about those sheep. We, like, initially when we had a town, we trained sheep to, like, fight each other and butt heads with each other. Like, he basically describes training sheep as one might would a Pokemon. (laughs) Well, it's like dog fighting, or, or yeah, fighting. and then they were like, but then like animal rights activists got mad, so we stopped doing that and let them roam free. I'm glad to know they're doing well. well like and then, the other like, thing just...
3: is that he starts out saying, "Like, yeah, that's weird. No one's come this way in a few years." <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, I wonder huh. why. Strange. What could have ha- possibly happened? It's just such a weird ending, because like. Supposed to be like this goofy thing of what? Whoa! whoa uh oh! Sheer the like Kino killed all their precious sheep, and it goes from like because like the initially like when Kino is killing all the sheep, I like it's clearly supposed to be like serious and dangerous, and then even though like it's completely not, uh. But then when they get to the town. At that point, it's supposed to sound... It's supposed to be Goofy and Slapstick. Like, I have to expect it to hear, like, a wah-wah-wah start playing. I I don't know what happened with this episode. I don't... (laughs) This episode was so weird, and it was so weird that this
3: is the final episode.
0: Yeah, and then they just have, like... After the credit sequence, they just have, like, this, like, weird sequence of kino waxing philosophical about like oh yes we'll see when i when i stop traveling that's that's the end of my journey and story but then when i start again that's the beginning of another journey it's like yeah it's like okay so you you put this as the end i i I get it it's like yes, that that's how stories work, Kino. Uh, stru- I I get the concept behind stories. Yeah, structurally, <laughs> this episode was all over the place. It's just so dumb. It's oh god. It was entertaining, though. Yeah, it was. But also, I'm not sure who thought this episode was a good idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the, the the
3: thinking behind this episode is just baffling. But I think you
0: mean baffling. Ah. <laughs> no, we're, we're shutting this podcast down.
1: Uh-huh. Thank okay. You, Aaron. Okay, that was I, I now that was... feel vindicated. Okay, You're that welcome. was funny
0: when Larry did it,
2: but now it's starting to hit the point of diminishing returns.
0: Oh, it's so good. Good enough. <laughs> this tiny. isn't we're done now. I'm giving this episode a one, and then what? I'm giving Why I'm giving it a four. One? Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'll give it a four. This was the only. This was the only good Kino's Journey episode. <laughs> like this was such a
3: stupid episode, but it was so good.
1: Uh, okay, I'm I'm just kind of like listening to all this and going okay.
0: all right anyway
1: moving right along.
0: i'm out see you later yeah so let's talk about um Ma- magus's bride episode 12 i honestly don't remember a whole lot other than the final part of it um Though I do remember the sequence where she meets the elder dragon again, and that was pretty cute. That oh, this, was nice.
1: This is where um, she finishes making her staff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, she and she well, makes it out of the tree that the dragon became.
2: Right. Yeah. And she. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and uh, yeah. And she casts her first spell. Oh
1: boy, yep. does she!
0: <laughs> that was a doozy. To become a phoenix. <laughs> Boy, howdy, does she! You might, yeah, you might sh- you might say she's pretty hot. Oh,
4: <sighs> oh, oh,
0: oh that was no flash. Because I got because I gotta get in on the bad puns now that we've opened up this Pandora's box of jokes.
1: Wait a minute, Pandora's box wasn't that another anime we reviewed?
0: Uh uh, maybe i think there was an anime like that that was medica box yeah it could have been <laughs> that was kind of bad anyway moving right behind. Uh, but yeah no it, in all seriousness no though that was an amazing sequence i talked about it during best moment for a little bit but um the way they incorporate the opening theme especially the part where all the instrumentation goes away and it's just the lyrics I uh, when like you see her above the clouds kind of like up in the atmosphere uh, is just really gorgeous and impressive. Um, you know, if this if this show keeps up the quality in the next core,
2: it's <laughs> it's definitely gonna be up there for next year's awards.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it kind of just barely missed out because there were a few episodes that were a little fillery um but yeah if it keeps up this quality i I imagine it would definitely be in the running for one of my top fives uh it's continually impressing me
1: yeah and so now chise knows something we don't use magic a whole lot because it leaves us out of course like Elliot said well you only slept for two days So, oh yeah yeah <laughs> it only took you two days to wake up it's not bad last time it was a week you're getting better I think um, yeah this this show keeps uh, I, I hate using the bin line but this show keeps bringing it'm I'm, I'm not sure where uh, where it's where it's next bring it's going to be.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I am def- I yeah, I like this episode a lot and I am looking forward to the next core.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'll give this season of Magus's Bride a 4. four? Uh, I'll give this episode a a 4 as well.
1: Yeah. I think that's a couple of numbers we could live with.
0: I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a
2: 5. And I'm going to hold off on giving, I'm going to hold off on giving the, uh, I'm going to hold off on giving the show a rating, uh, cause I give shows ratings when they end.
0: Oh, I thought, uh, no. is it continuing into next oh, season? yes, it is. Very much so. Oh, I totally forgot that.
1: Yeah. That's, okay, uh.
0: Okay, well, then. <laughs> You're totally right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, there's going to be at uh, least, there's going to be like 12 more episodes in the, in the winter season. I, okay, yeah. For it's, some reason, I thought I was taking a, a break and then coming back. Took a but. week
1: break. There was no, there was no this week, but next week, uh, this weekend, yeah. it'll be, it'll be back, just as, uh, just as impressive as ever.
0: Uh, well, one show that is probably not coming back too soon, uh, Shokku no Altair episode twenty-four. Um, I'm trying to which figure, which was honestly a pretty dull episode.
1: Well, because it was politics, and politics can be dull.
0: Um, Well, not even just politics, but it was very like a sort of wind-down, like, all right, here's the lead-in to have... like, All right, time to end the anime adaptation and convince people to read the uh, stuff this was adapted from. (laughs) It very much had that feel to it. Um,
1: Possible. That's uh, so why I was trying to. I've watched the last five minutes of it a couple times. I mean, it listed everything out. The last thing it said that the city he built was never attacked again, but it doesn't. You know, there's still a war going on, and
2: yeah, because right, because what's happening now is that they've, in terms of the, in terms of the larger story, you know, they've turned back the empire's incursion, and now they're going to start taking the fight to the Empire itself. Yeah. And, like, so, like, there's, like, at least all, (laughs) there's, like, at least another 12 episodes that they could have been. (laughs) uh, 36 is a good number. Yeah, I know. And it's kind of a shame that they're probably not even going to, they're probably not going to have them. Oh, you
1: yeah, never know.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Cause it's it's all yeah. It's it's just a bizarre way to end this uh this particular season, just because it feels like it lacks any sort of closure whatsoever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it leaves a lot of open-ended things, like something else we're about to discuss.
2: <laughs> yes, because <laughs> yes, and there's a reason why it lacks any
0: closure, because the manga yeah, is the manga's still going. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, so I mean, it's. It wasn't very... It wasn't, like, exciting at all. It didn't really do any interesting character development. Like, it was a lot of just characters talking to each other about what's going to happen next, and then the anime ends like, all right, now to do that stuff, but you won't be seeing the anime do that for probably a while, if at all. Uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna give this episode a three um i think man i'm trying to figure out what to give altair as a whole i am i'm kind of waffling between a three and a four well, um, I'm, gonna, well
1: I, I'm, I'm
2: on a pair of fours here so
1: i know that that's sway your judgment but uh
0: yeah i enjoyed
2: the i enjoyed the politics and stuff more than you did i think and so i'm gonna give this episode a four and i'm going to give the season as a whole a 4.
0: Yeah, I I think i'll give it a 3 um because it's a perfectly fine version of like one of these sort of uh historical fiction politics shows. Um like it's pretty solid but also it i can't remember like i can't envision myself like looking back super fondly on it or thinking like oh when this moment happened that was pretty fun uh, like it's just not super memorable to me um, like there were you know plenty of good episodes and good moments but it just doesn't stand out to me uh, among like other shows in this genre uh, it, Like, it, it's perfectly fine um, like if, if you like this sort of genre like we do you it's definitely worth checking out um, but I don't think it really does anything particularly special. Well, as genres goes, it's a pretty small genre. Because not, <laughs> not,
2: actually, there are not a whole lot of shows even try to do what this thing does.
0: Yeah, there aren't a whole lot of histor- historical dramas, to be fair. So, yeah, if, uh, if you're a fan of those, it, you're kind of starred for good ones. <laughs> I mean yeah, this was a good one, but it had <clears throat> it had a
2: number of it had a number of flaws in its ex- execution that keep yeah. it away from being a great show.
0: Yeah. Also there were a couple episodes, I think I, I think I remember to mention it back when they happened, but uh there were a couple episodes particularly near the the ending of the season that had some really noticeably not great animation and Like, uh, sort of background character art during certain frames. Like, I can't remember the exact episodes where it happened, but I distinctly remember it happening. Like, as we got closer to the ending of this season, the the Marshfield
1: battle wasn't all that great.
0: There were a few, there were a few episodes where the animation kind of went downhill, not to like a disastrous degree, but to where I was like, yeah, that looks extremely off model in that scene (laughs) yeah
2: that's one of the that's one of the flaws of this show was the uh the production values were
0: uh kind of were inconsistent i'll say that yeah yeah um i guess let's go on to blood blockade battlefront Episode 12, uh, the finale to both this season and the two-parter. And I'm glad I waited for this episode to really judge this arc. um, Because the second part really kind of drives home the point of the arc. uh, In that it's very much about... uh, Very much focused on Leo... Um, And how he is a hero Uh, because a lot of times especially in the first season Leo was kind of very down on himself um, for understandable reasons and felt like his sister was a, a much braver person than he was a much better person than he was and he could never really sort of move past his own feelings of inadequacy in comparison to his sister. Uh, And this episode was almost entirely about him like moving past those feelings of inadequacy and uh, sort of becoming a hero in his own right. Uh, And it was very good and at times very brutal uh, because Leo gets stabbed a lot in this episode, he gets wrecked a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I. <clears throat> yeah, the the whole thing, like yeah, the sort of the the
2: arc of this episode, the story, or, the story arc of this episode, you know, of Leo stepping up, you know, stepping up to save his sister from this monster that had, had that had taken over her fiance was just, it was thrilling.
1: Well, but Michelle said it, you know, that Leo's a turtle. I mean, uh, he can't go backwards. He always has to go forwards. Mm-hmm. So, I have to admit his way of notifying Klaus he was in trouble was pretty... Somebody was thinking... Yeah.
0: I also really like how supersonic, uh, supersonic monkey helps him out, Yep. like really subtly. Yeah,
1: walk up, touch him on the face, leave, and he says, "Wait a minute, you didn't see that?" Oh, there is a flaw. Yeah. Now, at the <laughs> end of end end of it, I think the after credits is when the guy turns the little green globbies loose at the end. It, Chain is up kind of just looking down on everybody, but I love it. KK sitting there with her gun killing him, and her son's walking off like, Mom, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was some really good use of characters in this episode. So uh,
1: I'm going to uh,
0: give this here
1: episode a five. And the season pretty much got a five.
0: Yeah, honestly, like i was really skeptical because of the change in director um but like this season ended up being like it was very different uh in structure from the first season uh uh, it had less of a defined story arc and more focused on like giving each character an episode to themselves um a much more episodic structure than a serialized one uh but it ended up working really well uh to like to a surprising degree um so i yeah I'll give this episode a five and the season as a whole of five as well. I was very impressed,
2: yeah yeah, uh same here, and uh, that's the thing is that it, it this is definitely in my top ten uh of
0: the year for shows uh. Yeah. Also, Black showed up again. <laughs> yeah. Right at the end. <laughs> yeah. With
1: Leo running off with him so he doesn't get eaten. Yeah. I, I love Vivian. Vivian's like, my restaurant again!
0: Poor Vivian can never catch a break. No one in Hell Salem's lot can ever catch a break. That it, is the true. rule of Hell Salem's it, it, lot. It, yeah,
1: it's true. There, there's, yeah. Uh, no, Nornal is the... Yeah. Left the minute the dome came up.
0: Yeah, think about what the insurance rates would be like. I I, I I'm not even sure if Hail Health Animal's Law would have insurance companies because they'd be like, Oh no, no way.
1: But well, what, what'd be more <laughs> is think that you're the insurance adjuster.
0: Like there there'd be no low risk customers to help balance out the premiums. That is like true. I said, think,
1: think think that you're the insurance adjuster and you're going uh, this was a restaurant? Yeah it looked like this 20 minutes ago Oh, um, I guess it's a total loss there's a brick wall standing but yeah it's a total loss
0: yeah Blood Blockade Battlefront and Beyond, very good Uh, pretty different from first season but still very good in its own special way Um. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about Inuyashiki episode eleven now. Uh. So I guess the way this show decides to end is like, uh, all right. I guess a meteor is gonna hit then. <laughs> okay. To its credit, they um, foreshadowed that several
2: episodes ago.
0: Yeah. They they did. Yeah. Technically. Um it still kind of comes out of nowhere, and, like, I appreciate what it tries to do, uh, but also, like, I feel like this show continues to handle Shishigami very poorly, because it's, like, especially, like, with the last couple episodes, it was, like, oh, how horrifying. He's killing all these people. Isn't he such a bad person? Uh, And then... This last episode, it's like, oh, it's so tragic that Shishigami is sacrificing himself now. It's like, actually, no, it's, it's not tragic at all. I don't feel bad for him. This is actually the best thing he could possibly do that's good for everyone. And that it kills him finally so that he can never be tempted to hurt another person and also saves the planet. So, like, but I don't feel bad for Shishigami At all. Like, that sympathy went out the window like, back when he did his first mass murder. (laughs) Um, And yet, I feel like a lot of this, a lot of the emotions in this episode that, like, a lot of the emotions this episode tried to invoke was, you know, sympathy and tragedy for Shishigami. When I'm like, no, actually, he's like his friend when he yelled at him for not being his fr- like his friend anymore and just for just being a murder machine i was 100% in agreement like i don't know it's it's weird how that ha- how the show handles shishigami
2: well the real tragedy the real tragedy is uh it's not what happens to shishigami yeah because i think you know, Shishigami sacrificing himself is probably probably the best he could, you know, the best that could be done. Uh, now, the thing is, is that it turns out that Shishigami
0: sacrificing himself wasn't enough. What was not enough? i, I yeah. The the part that really did work for me was Inuyashiki sacrificing himself. And rather than being super dramatic about it, is just like, oh yeah, don't yeah, I'll I'll come home. I'll be back in a minute. And then he just does it. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I I I do agree that, you know, that part of the episode did work for me. Um, it's just that the, the rest of the lead-up to it, w- like, was not handled super well, I think. Um, and the Trump parody was a little too
2: realistic. <laughs> uh, I really... I like the Trump cameo.
0: That was spot on. Don't ruin it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, uh, honestly, I feel like the Trump cameo makes me think. Well, maybe we do deserve to get hit by a meteor.
1: Oh, but Trumpy Barrel save us! Oh <laughs> I'm going to shoot. I'm going to thump Aaron. He's not here, but I'm going to
0: thump him. Oh yes. Yeah, I, I, I have already seen that video. Yeah. Well, it start, it I started on be.
1: cable TV, especially on any of the Fox affiliates. It was on from like two weeks before Christmas all the way till now.
2: Wait, seriously? Seriously. <laughs> I thought it was a parody. I no, thought...
1: it's a commercial. You, you oh, no. Oh, no. You wanna buy, oh, I'll no. buy you one. You send me the 40 <laughs> bucks, and I'll buy you the
2: Chinese bear. Oh, no. Totally not worth it. Totally not worth it. Let's stop that right now,
1: oh, I thought you guys figured oh I guess- I, well, Ben, I haven't been on to talk to you because I've had my hands full doing other things, but yeah i would have I would have informed you of the fact that, oh no, Aaron wasn't pulling your leg that's that's a real commercial oh,
4: yeah. well, it's it's serious. it's made
1: it's made a lot of cable channels, and like i said most of the most of the Fox affiliates have been running it
2: wearing it out in fact, holy crap that is depressing that is out. depressing as hell. Because I thought it yeah. was like, I thought it was a parody, and I thought I was like, whoa, that is spot on. And it was like...
1: No, it's Saturday Night Live thing? No. <laughs> They're probably mad that they didn't think of it.
0: See, here, here's the thing about our reality, Ben, is that if parody no longer exists. It's all real now. That's just... Oh, okay. There is our existence has become a parody of reality.
1: As as senior member of this tribe, we're going to stop this conversation and move on to something more lustrous.
0: Yeah. Uh so I'll I'll give Inuyashiki episode 11 a 3. I'll give the series as a whole Man, I don't even know. Oh gosh, cuz like there were some pretty high moments in Iyashiki but also it, it had a lot of bad stuff in it I guess I'll give it a three uh because because a two feels a little too low yeah it was... but yeah I guess three is is feels the most right yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna give this episode yeah. a
2: four, and I'm going to give the series as a whole a four. Uh, I thought, I mean, I, I, it definitely, it wasn't perfect. I mean, it wasn't a great show. I think there are, it was inconsistent in a lot of places. Uh, but, I thought it's, I thought its virtues outweighed its flaws it it i mean so it'll get a four but a pretty low pretty low four
1: well from what I watch I give it a one <laughs> but then again <laughs> I understand that I watch some of the best part of it
0: <clears throat> oh yeah uh-huh <laughs> okay
1: are are we ready to talk about fos
0: yeah, I think so. Let's uh, talk about Land of the Lustrous, um, episode 12, which has a lot more Cinnabar than we're used to seeing these days.
1: Well, the folks and Cinnabar have made the pack, which is leading me to believe that, yes, they want to find out what the truth is. Was Sensei, and it's also laid the groundwork for the second season, which if there isn't one, there is going to be a lot of upset people.
2: Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I mean, like, this episode, this episode, it was, I thought it was really great. I think this season was really great, but it, it's frustrating that the stories feel so incomplete. And I want to see more.
1: Well, it's, it's yeah. like I said last time, you know, we know about Fos, We know a little about Cinnabar. We know something about the Doctor. And, you know, we kind of got introduced to everybody else a little bit here and there, but they all have a story. And, you know, they got, they got plenty of time to tell it, so tell it.
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like as soon as everything started to, like, really come together and get really interesting, it's like, oh, time to end it. It's like, no. Uh, yeah, well. Oh,
1: did that come out of me? That came out of me. Too bad.
2: Well, it's just that they could only produce 12 episodes at this time. Eh. Yeah.
0: They had to make yeah, the they most can of run, it.
1: They can, I mean, they can run a couple of cores together. I mean, they're doing it with Magus Bride.
0: Well. I mean, they, they probably need more time to animate. Yeah, um, yeah
1: okay. Uh, yeah, that's... I guess Fosa's attempt at trying to communicate. Communicate, yeah, I'll get it out here. More alcohol. Need more alcohol. Um, with Luminarian. And if Cinnabar hadn't showed up, it would have been interesting to see what happened. Because she was, yeah, she was, maybe. she was just getting it to talk and then zap. Whoops.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that sort of that incompleteness of the story is the
0: reason, is, is, uh, is the main reason I didn't put it in my top five. Yeah, same.
1: I'm trying to remember. Also,
0: because, like, as much as I like this show, um, I did find, like, early Fos to be a little too irritating. Like, I get what they were trying to do with her, and I think it's a good character arc, but it was getting past that first episode was tough. It was tough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like in the Yeah, the first episode she was obnoxious, but she got better. I appreciated it. I appreciated it yeah, especially that she got after better.
1: Yeah. especially after she started losing pieces of herself.
2: Yeah,
0: which which brings up another interesting thing is so one thing I I actually kind of found this through just a, a random kind of uh, a tweet one day, um, and it like immediately reminded me of uh, of Fos's character arc. Um, but it's called Kintsugi, uh, and it is the art of um, it's sort of unique to Japan. The art of repairing broken pottery with gold. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh which I like I'm I'm gonna read the uh up, I'm gonna read excerpts from the article uh on it uh by uh My Modern Met, uh which is a art blog. Um let's see if I yeah, so Oh wait, that's not the right article. Um let's see if I can find where I actually found the really good one here... <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I had all this saved, and then my computer crashed, and then I lost all the stuff I had saved. Let me see if I can yeah, yeah. have it saved in any bookmarks. Every time
1: I think of a computer crash, I think of the Allstate guy dangling in front of my windshield. And uh,
2: if, if, you've, if you've seen that
1: com- commercial, you'll know what I mean. Yeah,
2: I I don't... You don't... I. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we can you can
2: you can give us the link later, but uh
0: yeah, but basically like it's um the idea behind uh Kintsugi uh is is that like when instead of like repairing something to make it look uh good as new, you repair it to highlight where it was broken. Um and kind of like as, as a way of celebrating something being broken and then like repairing itself and coming back like better than it was or, or at least like changed or different um, and the idea that it is okay to be imperfect um, it is okay to have breaks and cracks in you because that is the nature of existence and that at some point all of us will be broken by someone or something uh and it is impossible to avoid that uh and rather than trying to hide the fact that we have been broken we should instead embrace that damage uh and embrace the changes that happen because of it um because a lot of times you know the changes that happen because of a difficult event uh do help us become better uh better people just in general either because we needed to learn a lesson about ourselves and about the world uh or because it breaks us out of a bad habit uh, or makes us realize something we were doing which we really shouldn't have been doing um, and i kind of love how uh, maybe if I, maybe if we were all more aware uh more steeped in japanese culture than we were and maybe if we lived in japan um we actually grew, uh, grew up in japan maybe this would be a lot more obvious as a theme in Land Illustrious, but for, for me, at least, because I didn't really know about this before, it's kind of a cool and, like, subtle detail there uh, <coughs> in the fact that Fos repairs herself using gold um, and specifically mentions that because of the way the gold integrates with herself, uh, her entire body has... Micro fractures in it, in her, that all throughout it, that the gold is binding together. Um, one thing, and she very much becomes a different person, but also like in a lot of ways more mature and better person because of the damage that she suffers. Although one
2: thing, one moment I thought was particularly telling was uh, her conversation with uh, Zircon. Where like you know you know Zircon is like looking admiringly at you know you know the new improved Fos and is like you know and is like pondering it's like you know maybe I should try and break my arms and and Fos is oh, like yeah. horrified.
0: It's like no, you should not do that. <laughs> no, tr- trust me,
1: uh, you. It, it looks great, but it no no no
0: no no no. Yeah. And so that's the dichotomy is that a lot of times, like those sorts of difficult life events that do break us, you know, we, we, we wouldn't want to like, we obviously wouldn't want to wish that on people, uh, because that would be a cruel thing to do. Like you wouldn't want to miss wish misfortune on people, but also it is something that is inevitable, uh, and should It shouldn't be encouraged, but it should be embraced. And that's where the dichotomy of it is that it is not something that you want to have happen, but at the same time can be essential to existence (laughs) and growth. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I... All that is to say I love Land of the Lustrous and the stories it tells and the messages it has about the nature of life and finding your place in the world uh, Yeah. so even though the first couple episodes are a little difficult to get through just because of how irritating Fos is um, it ends up like by midway through I was all in on the show uh, so I give this episode a five, and I give the series as a whole yep. a five. Oh yes, I agree with that assessment.
1: Any, anything less is All criminal. Right.
0: So that'll be it for this episode of Bakacast. Um, I believe we don't really have well, any listener questions, do we? Uh, let's see. There's a, a brief note from a brief note from Carlos. Uh, Oh, there is. Where, where... Oh, that just got put on the most recent one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice.
1: Oh yeah. There. It oh is.
0: no, Devil Man hype. Oh right. No, I. Uh, uh, I could have sworn we talked about Devil Man during the preview. Maybe that was a little bit. I think that was during one of our other brief previews of the winter uh, episodes, where I was like looking at Anna chart and going like, "Oh hey, Devil Man, Cry Baby." Um, but yeah, uh, I'm. I'm definitely gonna be watching. I am that show. not sure I want to watch that show. Uh, I mean, I'm at least going to be trying it out, um, but yeah, I'm I am mildly hyped for Devil Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, that'll I think that'll be it for this episode of podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: questions, and, have... questions, and comments you can put on the website or uh, yeah. audioentropy.com or bakakass at net, or um, uh, yeah. also, flare flare Flair works except in California yeah, they no, start so- fires
0: <laughs> yeah that's the last thing California needs this is another fire so yeah so uh, we will be coming back in two weeks with the uh, first episodes of the winter 2018 season. Um, next week, I will be in San Antonio at Pack South. I'm going to try and get this episode up before I actually go on that vacation. Lucky you. Well, if you're
1: lucky, it'll still be above
0: freezing in San Antonio. Uh, the, the temperatures look like they're going to be ranging between mid 50s and low 70s so it's probably it seems like it's going to be oh. pretty nice. Do you know what it is outside? It is 6. Uh it's 6. S I X. 6.
1: You can feel it coming through the wall at you.
0: Oh dear.
1: Yes. But that's all right. Welcome to the Midwest chill that 90% of the country is feeling.
0: Hey, that is horrible. So, uh,
1: cuddle up with a blanket, a nice warm hot toddy of whatever alcoholic adult beverage you can stand to drink, and watch anime because terrestrial TV blows.
0: So, s- s- really glad I live. I live in the south now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you dry. Know, you're we, dry, hot, and all you have to do is put up with scorpion steaks and whatever else comes to
0: you. Like saying, yeah. we we have like we have our downsides. I mean, we got the like 120 degree weather. Got the poisonous snakes, the white racists forming militia to shoot at <laughs> immigrants, but also our winters are way less shitty. So, you know.
1: Yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. He's back.
0: Anyway, the yeah. So good night, everybody. See ben. See ya. Three, two, one. Kiribosh. Kiribosh. I
1: already said my piece. Bye
0: bye.